Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's our Euro 2020 preview part two. Jimmy Conrad brings the heat, betting tips, analysis, and so much more. You want to stay tuned to this one because you're going to get a lot of help from a betting perspective. Gigo Lasso, Euro 2020 part two preview begins right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gigo Lasso, our Euro 2020 part two. Part two, and we had to finish on a high. Jimmy Conrad in the hizzy. Jimmy, what's up, man? What's up, LME? How is everybody doing out there? Excited to dig in to the Euros from a betting perspective. From a betting perspective. And this is why Jimmy is here. Well, no, that's not the only reason. He said, I thought it was my good looks and charisma, but okay, if you want to go this route, it's fine. <laughs> it's your good looks and charisma too, man. <laughs> you're, you're our Kego Lasso uh, Brad Pitt. Uh, 90s Brad Pitt, which is an even bigger compliment as well. But welcome, everybody. Kego Lasso Euro. 2020 part two preview as jimmy said this is our betting preview but we're going to give you so much more i want jimmy to tell me his favorites as well maybe think about some individual players that maybe can you know uh create some fireworks in, in this tournament and by the way before we begin if you are watching this on youtube thank you so much if you're listening on spotify stitcher thank you so much if you're listening on apple podcast please leave a five-star rating and review a nice little comment for Jimmy, myself, and the entire gang. That would be nice, huh, Jimmy? Don't you think? A hundred percent. No pressure, everybody. No pressure. And also, by the way, Apple Podcast is the place where if you have a question and a comment, we would answer them for you on the show. We love to hear from you and, and discuss. So, you know, that's the way to go. So Apple Podcast, if you haven't done it already. All right, let's begin, Jimmy C. Uh, Jimmy, who are you wearing today? What's that? I'm, wearing, I'm wearing Denmark. I have Danish blood. My dad was uh, born there and my grandparents are from there. Uh, my mom was not. She's a bit more of a mutt, we'd like to say. There's some Irish in there somewhere in the family. I don't know. I uh, haven't done any of those Ancestry.com type things. But uh, yeah, definitely for sure, 100%. I am 50% Danish. So there oh, you go. Man, you have a lot of Danish blood then. Your dad there, your 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 father's side. I love it. Well, James Bench yesterday, Jimmy, uh, was talking about Denmark, uh, one of the dark horses. So we're going to get into that as well, just because they're all so tall. I know that you're six feet and above. So like, uh, you know, everybody's so tall in Denmark. I have, uh, I have my own feelings about Denmark, uh, what they did to Peru at the World Cup, but it's fine. It's fine. Dark horses. Listen, uh, I have family in England. I actually was born there. Uh, England is a, is a big part of my life. So, you know, we'll talk about them and Phil Foden's hair as well. But Jimmy, <laughs> let's begin with Where? your Where do you over, want to bet? I want to. Bet? Do you I, want wanna, to I want to generalize it first. I want you to just give me your overall thoughts about the Euro 2020. How do you feel about it? Uh, you know, just as the tournament begins uh, this Friday. Well, obviously, the pandemic threw everything, you know, up in the air, and and uh, it's great that it's still going. But they qualified for this tournament over a year ago. So when I was looking back, 
honestly, sometimes everybody doing research really throws you off. You got to just trust your gut. Like, you know what? France is going to do it. But then you read about France, you see who they have in their team and obviously super deep. Like, well, that back line, not great this season. You know, Lloris and goal, a little shaky, you know? And, and so then you start to talk yourself out of some things. So I'm just going to lay out all the lines for you. You guys can maybe pick and choose what you like. And, and I'll try to provide some insight on where I'm leaning given current form. But so, so that's all I wanted to say with regard to that. Uh, over outright winners on William Hill, France are the favorites plus 450. England are the second favorites. I, I just, I had a smile on that. I just don't. You're not, not you don't have the feeling? It's you don't not feel coming, it? It's not coming home. <laughs> Gareth, Gareth Southgate for me is not the manager that's going to bring it home. I just, I, I think he's a tremendous guy and I love that he's doing and leading the charge with the kneeling stuff and, 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 and all that. But I just don't, tactically. You don't feel it. He doesn't inspire me too much tactically. Okay. Yeah. So for them to be the second favorites, I was like, holy crap. But then yeah. Belgium plus 600, they are known for being a team that almost does it. They're nearly team. So that seems a bit, uh, I don't know, I guess, I guess we could all, I'm honestly, we can make an argument for all these. Then you got Spain plus 800. Do they have the squad to do it? I mean, yes, on paper, you could say they could, but who's going to go up and score the goals for them regularly? I don't know. Germany plus 800. Jimmy. Jimmy, the disrespect on Portugal right now. I haven't even heard their name yet. I know, I know. Germany plus 800. What? They're still before them? <laughs> Portugal eight plus 800. Okay. Italy plus 800. So so here's here's the thing that I've started to, to develop after like now being in the William Hill universe and wagering universe for quite some time. If you like any of the plus 800 teams to do it, Spain, Germany, Portugal, or Italy, you could put 100 bucks and you know you'd lose you'd lose three hundred, but if one of those those four hit, you're up five hundred bucks. You know what I mean? Like it's there's some there's some math there. I think you can do. You can get all beautiful mind on everything and figure out how it all works. John Nash it out, right? You could John Nash it out for sure. I mean, you could even throw Belgium and England in there, and you break even because you have well, you'd have six teams. So if England won, which they're not, but if you wanted to throw Belgium in there, <laughs> just the shade I'm throwing at the English fans. <laughs> Belgium, Belgium six hundred. You could have Belgium, Spain, Germany, Portugal, and Italy all. You could all put $100 on all of them and you'd win. If one of those five teams won, you'd still be a winner. So, so I'm starting to look at that a little bit more. And the one, if, if the, you know, the, the least favorite wins, then you get paid more. It's pretty ridiculous. So with regard to where I'm feeling, it's so hard to go against France. I mean, they, they, any team that has N'Golo Conte and killing Mbappe on it and, and Benzema, I know he got, he got hurt. Uh, I guess it's just a dead leg against Bulgaria in their last, the last warm up game. But God, they're so good and so deep in so many different ways. It's just that back line a little bit that makes me a bit nervous. Uh, you know, Kimpembe hasn't necessarily torn it up by any stretch of the imagination. They're in a very tough group, of course, in Group F, as everybody knows, because you guys have already heard part one. The group uh, I, of, oh, fuck me, we got all of these people. I know. They got Varon, who obviously not coming off a great season. Lucas Hernandez, you know, he can be a little bit spotty in terms of concentration defensively. Obviously, good, very good going forward. Benjamin Pavard for me didn't light it up for Bayern Munich. I mean, he's good. He's solid, of course. Get Kurt Zuma, you know, in and out of Chelsea's lineup. Langley, not great for Barcelona. Kunde dropped off. You got Lloris in goal, who made a lot of mistakes for Spurs this season and didn't play like we expected him to play. And Jose Mourinho expected him to play. So I think they got a back line that you can get at a little bit, but you got Angola Conte sitting in front of them. And then their front six or front five are ridiculous. I mean, those guys, you got Pogba, Mbappe, Benzema. 
grease money. Like, all right, come on, stop. This is this is this is you're punishing us, you know. So they're gonna get through, but whether they go on to win it, I mean, they have the experience of winning the World Cup, so they can lean on that a little bit, and I think that'll give them the edge. They're in a group with Germany who do tend to underperform. Portugal, when Portugal won it, I'm sure you guys talked about this already, but when Portugal won it in 2016, they got third in their group behind Hungary and Iceland. Like, what? No, we didn't they- bring that up. That's good. No, so so Portugal got third in their group. And and they had three draws and they were just lucky that they were one of the four third place teams to go on to the next round. And then they took off and started to get those big results. But but very similar to to France, Portugal are littered with so much talent all over the field. I mean, when I name out the names, you're like, all right, stop. That's not fair. CR7, Bruno Fernandes, Joao Cancelo, Bernardo Silva, Joao Felix, Ruben Diaz. I got to throw Pepe in there out of respect, out of respect. The team is stacked. But it's been five years since this core group won something. Their Fernando Santos, the manager, is still in charge after helping them win their first significant piece of hardware as a nation. And, and Germany's the same. You know, what, which version of them are we going to see? And I think the big challenge for all the big teams is who is your best starting lineup? Who, who's your best 11? You now have teams that are 18, 20, 23 man deep. Who, who's your best connection? It might not always be your most talented. I mean, Bruno Fernandez didn't start against Spain in their most recent friendly. And I was like, what is going on here? How do you not start Bruno Fernandez? Now, I don't know if they were arresting him or whatever, but that's the type of options that they have off the bench. So the challenge, I think, for all these big big managers, because obviously for the smaller nations, they're rolling out their best guys no matter what. Like they're, they're playing like Lewandowski, obviously he's going to start. Uh, Goran Pandev, you know, he is going to start for North Macedonia, you know, and and so – that those are very clear lineup choices, but when you get to the big squads, I think trying to find and identify that eleven is is not easy, and I think that'll be the big challenge. And then and then how do you adapt as the tournament goes along? And then and then I don't know if you guys dove into this as well, but the schedule for me plays into it. So when well, I look that's at- the thing that I was gonna say. The schedule is the key thing here because not only do you have to worry about the opposition that you have in your group, but also how you maneuver your squad throughout the schedule, assessing the strength of it, whatever, and taking in mind, by the way, that yeah the top two fine but then you know if you end up third who is your who is your next opponent and you know it's it's very tricky and it's to your point about Gareth Southgate I guess a bit how he maneuvers this squad throughout it all so it's very interesting he's he's another one too that has to figure out what his best 11 is and how many right backs he can get on the field (laughs) yeah I'm sure he can get a lot okay so let let me continue the trend uh, of some betting for you guys uh highest highest scoring team of the whole tournament who do you who do you like there well, I mean, if I'm looking at everything, I think France has to be up there, right? You mentioned Antoine okay. Griezmann, Benzema, Kylian Mbappé. But then again, I look at England as well. Honestly, they could have some goals with them, with Harry Kane, because I'm looking at their group and there's goals to be had. Croatia is not the same team they were when they made the finals in Russia. I mean, Scotland could give them troubles. And then Belgium, of course, with Romelu Lukaku. I don't know. I would say to you, Jimmy, that uh, I think France is up there as one of the favorites for high-scoring teams. Okay, so so when you take this into consideration, you have to know, obviously, who they're playing against. And they have to have a deep run, right? They're not going to... I mean, it's, it, the odds are that you have to be at least in the semifinals to to be the highest scoring team in the tournament. Right, which is, we, we, which we is realistic, argue. right? So, so Belgium's the favorite, plus 500. Yeah, okay. With what you got, Lukaku, De Bruyne, hopefully he plays. You know, I think we're going to see a better version of Eden Hazard playing for his country as opposed to for Madrid. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Italy, Italy plus 700 is second. France is third at plus 750. Germany is plus 800. So, wow. high well, scoring good team of the bet. whole tournament. Yeah. I think that's a great value there. And again, 
when you guys ought to think about my, my, I think I found a glitch in the matrix. Maybe just put a couple bets because if one of them hits, you know, you're going to, you'll end up still making money. So yeah, so. probability chances. That's right. That's right. right. Well, let me give you one, Jimmy. Let me ask okay, you, give me, okay, give me yeah. the odds on this one. How about, cause listen, everybody, this part two, is just me and Jimmy talking and like, uh, we'll go back and forth in different areas, but uh, you know, I guess we're entering the dark horse on, but I am high on Turkey a lot and i'm wondering you're what... gonna say grass really quick i'm like hey <laughs> i'm so i know i know you don't like high. turf i know you don't like turf but you know yeah, i know grass so is high on grass man <laughs> no uh, i'm so high I, I love turkey i think they're 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 kind of this uh team that everybody should be watching out for of course we know what yomas did with leo and stuff but they're, they've got more than that what are the chances of them being uh, one of the highest scoring teams as well yeah i gotta find that one when you go on william hill they have crazy odds for like, who's the highest Borussia Dortmund player to score? I was like, uh, Jaden Sancho, you know, plus 163. <laughs> yeah. It's wild, all the options. So give me a second to find that one. I will say, though, with regard to Turkey overall, uh, they only allowed three goals in 10 qualifying matches. That's uh, impressive. They, they had a win and a draw against France in the qualifying group, even though they finished second. I feel like they can hang with the best, as you mentioned with Yilmaz. You know, he was making dreams come true for Lille as they won Liga. I, I think there's something about them. And they're, I really, they're, really like their group. I mean, Italy, obviously, but then Wales, doable, Switzerland, doable. Like, it's not bad. No, let me get, I just got to scroll up. There are so many different lines you can bet on William Hill. It's pretty ridiculous. But what I'll say with regard to Turkey, I like Italy to win the group and Turkey to get second. And, and if you have that exactly, there's a lot of exact bets you can get on William Hill. It, that's plus 300. Now, if you think it'll just be those two and they can finish in either order, like a like a exact a box for all you horse racing fans out there. It's plus one seventy five for that to happen. So if you want to play a little bit safe, but Italy have been next level. Luis, eight straight games that they've won. First time ever as a national team and given up zero goals over that. Yeah, time. defensively they are. Ooh, they're which hot. Just kind of giving you those uh, old school Italy vibes, right? Yeah. Hot, and I just think they have a nice balance of young and old, and and for some of these young older players, and I'm I there's a couple of nations we can look at here. This could be their last chance i know they got the world cup but like the last time in the euros to really make a splash or i look at wales like gareth bale if you have gareth bale winning or excuse me being the highest scoring player on his team it's plus 125 i like that value a lot because this is it for gareth bale wales aren't going to qualify for the world cup this is his last dance and at the international stage in, in, a, in a meaningful way yeah and wales did really well in 2016 they, they uh, had a nice run and they were beaten. They beat Belgium. Uh, There's going to be a team here, Jimmy, that's going to surprise us. So we just have to think I just about it. I agree with you. I don't know. Okay. Highest scoring team. Let me look. Highest scoring team. So I don't know. I had England. England was plus 500 as well. I don't know why I didn't have them written down. Really? Well, this is this has changed, by the way. I looked at it last night. It has changed this morning. So it might change even closer to the thing. So if you're listening. England, to Spain, and Belgium are all plus 500. Okay. Netherlands plus 600, Italy plus 700, France plus 750, Germany 800, Portugal plus 1400. You can get some, that's some decent value and they might blow up, but probably not. They're in such a tough group, man. I think those games are going to be tight. Yeah. You said Turkey highest scoring team plus 6,600. I want you to put some money on that. <laughs> Why? Put 10 bucks on it. <laughs> Why not? You win $660. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, okay. Well, let's how move about, on. How about this? Well, no, no. Lowest scoring team. Who do you uh, think? Okay, well, let me look. Let me see. Hold up. Lowest so you got, you got, scoring team. I mean, you got Hungary. Wanna, Hungary's in the, they're plus 450 to be the lowest scoring team. And they've got France and Germany and Portugal in their group. <laughs> North Macedonia, but they, they could score goals against them. Uh, North Macedonia plus 550. Yeah. Lowest scoring team. Finland plus 700. Slovakia plus 800. Those are the only I mean, I guess it would be Hungary, right? You got to face France, Germany, and I know. Portugal. No I know. big deal. 
I don't know. It's worth, I think it's worth throwing a flyer there. Like you, honestly, you could put $10 on all those, those, those $3 on each and you still win. You still win money. But so. here's the thing about Hungary too, though. They're playing their games in front of fans. I think. Is that right? I believe. I, I, I think that's what yes, JJ said. One of these. Yes, yes or yes or no. It's not going to make any difference for Hungary. <laughs> <laughs> I right, will so say though. I will say Hungary played Portugal first, and in the last group game in 2016, that Portugal needed to get a result to potentially go through or not go through. Yeah. Hungary was up one zero two one three two, and it ended up three three. But but they won their group. Hungary. It's not like you can't you can't just sleep on Hungary. Yeah. I think they're going to be tough. Uh, All right, so give me some final choices then. If I were to ask you first, your uh, favorite team to be the highest scoring team in this in this group, in this competition. High scoring team? Yeah. Oh, God. I'll probably go with, I would lean towards France, to be honest. I think that they're going to have a deep run because they have Mbappe and if Benzema's healthy, you know, they have some options. Griezmann's look good. You know, I, I would put probably 10 on them. That's plus 750. And I would probably put 10 on Germany. I, I think that they're a bit of a sleeping giant. They're not favored to even win their group. And they have the team to do it. My back, Their back line worries me a little bit. And I say that that's probably a good thing. And Francis as well. Because if they're giving up goals, that means they're going to have to score to keep going in this tournament. So there's you got to look at that in a, in a little bit of a different way too. So... I'm saying I'll, I like the value of of Italy, France, and Germany plus seven hundred for Italy, plus seven fifty for France, plus eight hundred for Germany. I'll, I'll probably put ten dollars on each of those. And, and I like it. And then yeah. France, obviously, you mentioned being the favorite, England being second to win it all as well. Uh, I mean, we're going to get to that. I, at the I honestly end, will but, probably yeah. put. I'll honestly, I'll put ten dollars on on the the plus eight hundred crew. Uh, Spain plus 800, Germany plus 800, Portugal plus 800, Italy plus 800. So anytime you see those plus 800 on those kind of teams, just put 10 bucks on it. 10 bucks. And if any of those four hit, obviously I'm going to be already, I've committed 400, but I'll win back. You know, if any of them hit, I'll, I'll win back a hundred dollars that I bet on the winner and the extra 400. So probability, baby. That's it. That's it. All right. I got, hey. I got two more overalls for you yeah. though. Well, guess what? Go, go. We're going to, we're going to take a break. Oh, uh, we should take a break everybody. It's we're time. Good. We're going to take time. a break. Yeah. And then when we come back, Jimmy's going to give us some more. And I'm going to ask him more about the knockout stages. And then eventually as well, a few individual players and his final. What is his final? We will oh. see. All right. I know. See, he's already sweating. And he's Danish, so he sweats even more. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Kegel Lasso will be right back. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Kigo Lasso Euro 2020 preview part 
Dos. Uh, Jimmy Conrad in the house with your betting tips needs. Jimmy, let's talk knockout stages now. Let's talk round the 16. Okay. Obviously, we you're probably going to give us some good lines on some favorites, but there might be some dark horse material here. What do you got? All right, let's just start in Group A. Let's go in alphabetical yeah, Let's go order. by group, yep. As I said, Turkey, very good defensively, very good in qualifying. I think they could probably sneak through. I like them. I think they, they look good against the Dutch recently as well. Uh, Italy, fantastic in Group A. 37 goals, four, four against in qualifying. Absolutely cruising. As I mentioned, they've won eight straight, haven't given up any goals. They're the favorites to go through. And possible long shots to win it all. Wales is in this group as well. I think they're going to live and die with Gareth Bale. This is his last time through. Gareth Bale was in pretty good form with Spurs at the end of the season. I think they're going to be difficult, but I don't think they're going to get through. Switzerland, they lost to Poland in penalties in the round of 16 in 2016 last year. They don't score a lot of goals, but they don't give up a lot of goals either. Also, I just have to say this. I'm not the biggest Granit Xhaka fan, but he's your captain and he wears your number 10. I just don't know if I can get behind a team like that. <laughs> Granit Xhaka is wearing your number 10 shirt. With all due respect to the Swiss, uh. they might be one of those teams that finishes in third and goes through. And I, I think that a, a team from Group A will, but I like Switzerland to do it. So, I, I, as I said before, I think Italy win the group, Turkey gets second. That's exactly plus 300 if you want to bet that. But if you just think it's either one of those two, it's plus 175. Now, going to Group B, Denmark, baby, let's go. Danish Dynamite. Now, they were good uh, in qualifying. They scored 23 goals in, in those games. Goal differential of plus 17. But they drew four. They won four and drew four. They didn't lose any. And That's they got so a good Danish. squad. It's so Danish. So it's, it's almost like they know how not to lose, but they can also come up short, short in games that they should win. Yeah. Uh, the, they have Peter, uh, Peter Schmeichel, Casper Schmeichel in goal, Daniel Voss uh, outside back. Very good. Uh, Simon Scher, Vestergaard, Erickson, Hoiberg, Delaney. Surgeons of Christian Erickson too. Let's put some respect on Braithwaite's name, okay? Yeah, sure. Yeah. He's the number nine to Barcelona, you know? Que golazo friend. Que golazo that's, friend. It, that's it. I, and I, it's his goal, actually, that made it to the Euro 2020. There you go. Thank you. See, so you're even backing up the Danish love. I think that Denmark going to go through. Finland, listen, I love him. This is the first time they've ever qualified for the Euros. I love me some Timo Puki up top, and I think he'll be a threat, but that's about it. Thanks for coming, boys. Uh, Russia, I think they're going to give you the best value in terms of being good enough to advance out of the group. I'm just not sure they will. And their 10 qualifying matches, they won eight and scored 33 goals, but their two losses were against Belgium, who just happened to be in their group. What? That's so weird. Uh, and they play them first, so that'll be interesting to see. That schedule, like, who plays who first? Who gets that confidence, gets those first three points? I think yeah, it's going to make huge, a lot of big huge. difference. But uh, so I don't know. Russia could could be that another third-place team that goes through. Belgium, I'm sure, as you guys talked about, now or, now or never time, undefeated in qualifying. They scored 40 goals in 10 qualifying matches. That's ridiculous. CBS sports colleague Roberto Martinez. Yes, but they have a history of falling short. Uh, Kieran Reed's back with the squad as well. I, it's crazy. Uh, De Bruyne is probably out for the first game, so we'll see if Hazard can pick up the slack. I think he will reemerge and hopefully show some world-class ability at some point. And maybe Carlo Ancelotti can get the best of uh, best out of him once Madrid gets going again. I like the favorite lines. Belgium first, Denmark second. Exactly, plus 200. Russia to not qualify from the group is plus 175. <sighs> I don't know. That's, that's one to look at because I thought that was really good value. And then, this is my fun one in this group, everybody. Finland exact group points. If you think they're going to get one and pull a draw for somebody, that's plus 200. If you think it's zero, they're not going to win any, win any games, get any draws, plus 225. I kind of want to bet 10 bucks on each. I mean, I, I won't win anything because I'll probably break even, but I kind of want to see if I get it right. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, that's let's move really on. Fun, fun one. 
All right. Uh, group C, Netherlands. If you got Frank DeBoer in charge, you don't have any chance. I'm just saying that. I'm not a Frank DeBoer fan. Four wins, four draws, and two losses in his 10 games. His twin brother came out and criticized him for using a 5-3-2 that Johan Cruyff would be rolling around in his grave, seeing how Holland's playing right now. Van de Beek's out. Van Dyke is out. I'm not getting good vibes from this team, despite their obvious, their obvious talent. Ukraine, surprisingly ranked 24th in the world, third appearance overall in the Euros, never advanced past the group stages. They're coming off four straight 1-1 draws. So they're an interesting team. I think there's a lots of value here. And they play North Macedonia first. I think that actually bodes well for them. Austria surprisingly ranked 23rd in the world. Their third appearance ever in the Euros. Never advanced past the group stages either. Sounds very similar to Ukraine. They don't come in on good form. They lost to Denmark 4-0 in World Cup qualifying. Then England 1-0 in friendly. And 0-0 Slovakia. I'm not a big Slovakia fan. And they play the Dutch first. So Austria has some work to do. North Macedonia, first time in the Euros, but they just beat Germany 2-1 in World Cup qualifying. So you, Amazing. That has to give them a little bit of a boost. Uh, Goran Pandev is their number 10 and the captain. 37-year-old legend. 37, dude. Cool. It's actually really cool to see him in this competition before he retires. I like Ukraine first, Holland second. I like that value a lot, plus 600. So that's wild. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I feel like, to your point earlier, there's going to be some surprises here. I'm just trying to give one that maybe... Because we can see that the Dutch like to underperform. Austria not to qualify plus two hundred. Interesting. Wow, that's uh, that's interesting. So if, you go, if you go Holland and Ukraine, LME to, to qualify in any orders plus one ten. Okay. And and my fun one is Netherlands to finish second plus three fifty. <laughs> this is a very very tough group, and uh, we'll have it to is. see what happens, especially it because is. you don't know uh, what kind of Netherlands you're going to get, and and Ukraine by Shevchenko as well. All right, Group D. Group D. England, obviously pretty cool to see them doing their thing and continuing to hope that they bring it home. It's cool to see them actually face Scotland, which is a rivalry that dates back to 1872. They played 114 times in all competitions. Euro 96 vibes too. Dude, crazy. They have to face Croatia as well, obviously, in this group, who who beat them in the 2018 World Cup semifinals. So there's some revenge there. And the Czech Republic, who have some ballers on their team. Uh, so this isn't going to be a walk in the park for England by any stretch of the imagination. They, they are the favorites to win the group. Croatia... Have a lot to play for, but they've declined in form since their run to the final in Russia. They barely hanging on everybody in the Nations League, which included France, Portugal, and Sweden, only notching one win, and it was against Sweden. And they're going to have to have success without Ivan Rakitic, who just retired uh, four or five months ago, and, and Mandzukic, who retired after the World Cup in 2018. But they still have some ballers, and they all have the itch. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They got Modric, Kovacic, Perisic, Rabic, Vlasic, and I'm sure they want Christian Pulisic as well, but they can't have him. Uh, this Croatia team, for me, isn't as intimidating as it once was, but they obviously have some talent. Now, Scotland, 23 years since their last showing in an international competition, had to beat Serbian penalties to make it happen. Back in 1998, they crashed out in the group stages without winning a game. Their last appearance in the Euros in 96, they finished third in the group but didn't make it to the knockout rounds. It's cool to see the Tartan Army back in the big stage. And they've actually played pretty well. I thought they looked very good against the Dutch where uh, Memphis Depay had to score a sick free kick to just earn a draw on that one, 2-2. I think the Scots are a sleeper team. I'm hey, that's, that right that's what I said in part one. They're my they're my dark horse. They Scott McTominay, Super John McGinn, Che Adams can get goals. Scotland. They got they got some they got some players. I, I'm telling I you, they're going to be intriguing. I'm telling you. All right, what do you have for two, two, for the group then? So so Czech Republic would be the last team. You know they got Kufel, Vaslik, Suchek, Patrick Sheik. I mean they got some players. I think England finishing on seven points. That I I I, I just don't know the order of this group, but I think England will finish on top. Or actually, I think it'll be England, Croatia, Scotland, and then Czech Republic. So I kind of went with exact score lines. Uh, English finishing on exactly seven points. I think they're going to draw with Croatia. That pays plus 220. If you think Croatia, I see, I see Croatia getting a win. 
and a drawing for five points. That's plus that's plus nine hundred. Okay. And then and then Scotland's uh, getting two points. I think they're going to have two draws. Uh, plus that's plus seven hundred. And the Czech Republic only getting one point. That's plus two eighty. So. It's interesting. I just that was the only group. I'm like, let's have some fun here and see exact score lines. But yeah, there's obviously some crazy value here because I think Scotland could do some damage, and and I just don't know which version of Czech or or Croatia is going to show up. So that's what I got on that. Group All e. right, love it. Let's go Group E. Obviously, Spain heavy favorites in this one, despite Sergio Ramos and any other Real Madrid player being left at home by uh, well, a former Barcelona manager and player, and Luis Enrique. That's its own issues there. I think. Uh, Laporte making the switch from France to Spain is really important for them. I think it gives their back line a much needed injection of being a little bit younger with all due respect to Sergio Ramos. And he's a great passer of the ball. And I think it sets up really well for that team. So, so they're the heavy favorites. Sweden, they know Zlatan, the seventh ever uh, appearance in the Euros. They didn't have Zlatan in qualifying. So I don't really feel like that's big of a drop off. Yeah, I don't gonna think be the, it's that much eh, of a big deal. He is going to be the cherry on top, you know, but they lost once in qualifying, but it was the Spain 3-0. And guess who just happens to be in this group? Spain. Right. Now they have Lindelof, Alexander Ishak from La Real, Emil Forsberg from RB Leipzig. Is that enough talent for them to get through? They're going to be difficult. They always have a nice spirit about them as a fellow Scandinavian team. But And they had a nice run in the, in the 2018 World Cup. We'll see. And then Poland's. Uh, when Robert Lewandowski is on a mission to win the ball on door, everybody, and, and he's not going to do it. If he doesn't, him and his country don't have a good run in this tournament. I think that's what voters could use against him. Oh, well, look, and he didn't do it in the Euros, which feels so unfair for Robert Lewandowski. And then they're going to give it, with all due respect, the France win and then all the, and Golo Conte leads him to glory. Well, look, at he won the Champions League and he won it with, you know, then it's go, definitely going to go to N'Golo Conte. And once again, we're all going to feel bad for Robert Lewandowski because the guy is an absolute beast. So we'll see if his Polish teammates can give him the service that he needs to have success because he's definitely not surrounded by talent like he is at Bayern Munich or the same type of talent. Then you have Slovakia. Haven't looked great recently. They lost at home to Czech Republic and Israel to get relegated from the Nations League B. Uh, they're the ultimate underdog. They got nothing to lose, but it doesn't look good. I like Spain, Poland to finish in the top two in either order at plus 125, but I'm not, I'm not scared to pick the exact finish of Spain in first, Poland in second and plus 200. I think that's good value. Sweden to finish in third, plus 150. I like a lot. Slovakia to get zero points plus 300 i'm considering that all oh, right good that's back. very good, good. And any, good right any slovak listeners were really sorry about that by the way i see spain topping this group i just don't see see them doing that well in the knockout stage that's a different kettle of fish i think no i think you're right i think that uh they just still have some answers i mean if alvaro morata gets hot you know uh, we say that about any team hey if they're number nine up top gets hot anything can happen they right. got a hot goalkeeper anything can happen it's right just the problem is with spain is that they're experienced but they're also in transition in a weird way no real madrid players ever for the first time in a tournament for them as well i mean i, I make that of what you will but still uh -huh. it, it says a lot though all right final group group, group f, f. okay, okay. <laughs> so right, so as I mentioned before, Hungary won their group in 2016 and then got unfortunate to draw Belgium in the round of 16 where they lost 4-0. That, that just feels unfair. But now it's going to feel unfair again because they got drawn into the group of death. I wouldn't sleep on these guys, as I mentioned. Uh, they, they drew with Poland uh, or they drew with Portugal way back when with the same core players for the most part with Portugal. So they have some, some tournament experience. They drew 3-3 with Poland recently in March. They beat Turkey twice in the Nations League at the end of last year. And we're talking hype about Turkey. So I wouldn't necessarily think Hungary going to roll over for anybody. They got Dominic Zabaslai, uh, Willie Orban, Peter Gulacci, all these guys play for RB Leipzig. They've got some players that know how to play and how to how to survive and suffer and still have success at the highest levels. Let's go to Portugal, though. 
reigning champs, CR7, Bruno Fernandez, Joao Cancelo, Bernardo Silva, uh, uh, Joao Felix, Ruben Diaz, Pepe. I mentioned all these guys already. It's pretty ridiculous. Again, this is the, these next three teams that I talk about, what is their best starting lineup? Who are they going to ride and die with when, when things get tough? Who's the coach's favorites? We always see a coach's favorite out there that like, what is he doing out there? But the coach just loves them anyway. Will that hurt a team or will it help them? That's yet to be determined. You know, France, my favorite story about France going into this is Benzema. Gets called back in for the first time in six years, okay? Comes back in, first game, misses a penalty. Then in his second game, he gets hurt, okay? And Olivier Giroud comes in. Scores two goals in seven minutes. So his replacement came in and scored two goals in seven. I can't get enough of this story between Benzema and Giroud, but these guys are ridiculous. And and they're so deep and so loaded. But I think that back four, to your point a little bit about Spain, they should get through this tough group. But then if they have that one bad game or they get punished for a mistake, and they could, right? I mean, with this type of level, the, the, the line between success and failure is so thin. And if you make a mistake or consistently make, you know, and people know, hey, they're going to make a mistake this game and, and the other team can kind of feel and, and taste it. They're going to put that type of pressure on you. To, okay, go for it. Play out of pressure. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, especially as you go further into the tournament as well. This France back line for me is the only thing that gives me, they're going to make some mistakes. It's just a matter of whether Mbappe and Benzema and Griezmann and Pogba and all those guys, uh, Tolisso, uh, uh, can, can figure out a way to, to score goals when, cause they are going to do it. It's just a matter of whether it's going to cost them or not. All right. So give me the group then. And then Germany, obviously, um, unbelievable. So I'm getting, listen, everybody, this is such a coin flip. So I, I don't know whether to stay away from this group or to dive in because there's some good value. I'm going to give you exact score lines of where they're going to finish. France first, Germany second, plus 300. That's the favorite score line. Germany first, France second, plus 333. France first, Portugal second, plus 450. That's Germany. Like. You like that one? Germany first, Portugal second, plus 500. Portugal first, France second, plus 700. Portugal first, Germany second, plus 750. You know what? I just think that the overall theme right now is that, and this is including all of us, I think that we're really disrespecting Portugal a little bit. I mean, they're ridiculous. They got the best player of the Premier League of this season at the back, an experienced player in Pepe as well. Joe Kinsella right next to him. Bernardo Silva. Joe Felix isn't even making the starting 11. That's how good they are. And hello, I haven't even talked about Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't know. I think it's a pretty cool bet, Jimmy, if you just gamble a little bit and you go with Portugal first, France second, Germany third. You never know. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying to see if, if who'd you have third? Germany. Germany to finish third is plus 275. I mean, there's a reason why uh, Lowe is going, right? <laughs> like Germany's, yeah. uh, you know, I just, I'm guys, I'm not Listen. telling you this is what's going to happen. I'm saying you, I literally just heard the odds for that, the line for that. Was it 700? Yes. Yeah, that's really good, right? Just yeah, go it's really it. good. It is. It is. It's good. I mean, everybody's gonna go with the, you know, the obvious. Which I know. Is I know. right? So, which is probably what will happen. But if you put ten bucks on that, uh, on that uh, Portugal top in that group, you never know. You never know. Yeah, Portugal to finish first, just straight up in the group is plus three hundred. I mean, that's uh, pretty good. It's good. It's good. All right. So, 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 uh, so here, here's my meme. Let's just stay in this group a little bit because yeah. my meme pick of the this just for the laughs is. Tebow Werner being the golden boot winner plus 2,800. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I'm here for it. I'm putting 10 bucks on Timo Werner to be the Golden Boot winner. It would pay it would pay me 280 off of 10 bucks. So yeah, I'll give you the 280. That that'd be unbelievable. But uh, let's talk just really quick about Golden Boot and player yep. with the most assists in the tournament. Lukaku is the favorite for Golden Boot, okay. plus 600. Kane is tied with him, plus 600. Mbappe, I actually like this value a lot, plus 900 to be the Golden Boot. CR7 plus 1400 to be Golden Boot. I don't think he's going to do it. I didn't. Li- I didn't like how he looked against Spain recently. I don't, I don't know if he's carrying injury or just now age might be catching up to him a little bit. I just didn't think he flowed very well. And I don't know. It's one of those things where everything has been built around him for so many years. Portugal doesn't really need to use him as much. He's not the savior anymore. They have so many different options. And I think he's just as not influential because they can, they're a little bit more balanced than they were before. Uh, yeah. Benzema, Benzema plus 1600 to be the gold. I mean, I'm looking at both French players because if one of those guys catches fire, they're going to run away with it. And that's good value. Depay, Memphis Depay, plus 1,800. Lewandowski, plus 2,000 to be the Golden Boot winner. But Poland probably won't have that deep of a run. Griezmann, plus 2,200. Chiro, the hero of Mobley, plus 2,200. And my pick, Timo Werner for the laughs, plus 2,800. <laughs> so I don't know who you like to get the Golden Boot. I mean, obviously, Lukaku and Kane make a lot of sense. But Mbappe at plus 900 is pretty good. Yeah, it's very good. I just sometimes when you have the golden boot conversation, sometimes it's somebody that you did not think of it. So I'm thinking like Federico Chiesa, maybe because he gets some goals as well, or even the aforementioned Yilmaz as well. He likes to score. I just, you know, Burak Yilmaz, you know, he scores almost always with Turkey and Turkey know nothing but attack. They just love to just get in your face. They're like a big big pie that just gets thrown at you uh, the moment you walk into like a circus. So sometimes <laughs> I feel that it's the one that we don't think about. So I would say Yilmaz, Kieta. It's going to take me a while. No, yeah, yeah, no. Of course, I just I just surprised you with that one. But I just think that, but obviously if you're going for the for a little bit more of a considerable conventional, the ones that you mentioned, I mean, I think, well, Benson has given you great value regardless, right? Like that's pretty good. I just feel like, yeah, once France, France gets out of the group, it's tough. They're in a tough group. I don't know if we're going to see four, three shootouts or one yeah, zero games. It's all about so, the path. Yeah. Yeah. It's, all- it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to say. Uh, then with the most assists, I thought there was actually better value here. Okay. You can get, you can get De Bruyne plus a thousand to be the player with the most assists. Mbappe plus 1400. Uh, Leroy Sané plus 1600. Hazard 1600. Kimmich 1600. Bruno Fernandez, most assists in the tournament, plus 1,800. Phil Foden, plus 2,000. Kane, Mount, both 2,000. Pogba, Kane's 2, a good one, I think, yeah. Thomas Muller, most assists, plus 2,000. Oh, that's I don't know, point. dude. I think you could, I mean, you could bet five of these names and make money. Yeah. You could have him, but yeah, you probably want to look at an Italian player as well. But, but De Bruyne, Mbappe, uh, Kimmich. De Bruyne, Mbappe, Muller, Kane, Muller. You can go all of them. You could, you could go all. You can pick. You can pick six names and still make money here. That's yep. that's what's. I mean, you could put. You actually could go ten because KDB is the lowest value at plus. Oh, uh, this is this is where the money goes. That's where it is. It's in the assists, everybody. So so go take a look at the assists because you could make five or six bets there and you would make money. Just I mean, bet ten, bet a hundred, whatever whatever you're feeling. But 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 there's money to be made there. So that's the one. The probability. Odds, uh, the probability bets that I really like the most is the assist. That's why I saved it for last. You, that's a, that, that is like when you enter the, the cave and you open the, the bucket of gold, <laughs> this is it. This is it. That's a great Jimmy Conrad. You absolutely destroyed it today before you go. Uh, right. Just your gut instinct. What's this final? Man, it's, it's, it's tough. I, I want to say that we might see, I'm going to say France, Belgium. Okay. 
I, oh. I you, obviously we don't know how things are going to play out in the group stages so they could play each other earlier. That's why it's hard to say who's going to be in the final. But yeah. but uh I think Belgium will make a run here. I think that Lukaku's something fierce. I think Belgium knows this is their last gasp uh, as a team, uh, especially that back line that's getting a little bit aging. Yeah. I think they're going to be up for it. You got Courtois on goal, you know, he was solid with Real Madrid this season. I think they got that. I think there will be an upset. I could see France just having one of those games where their defense makes one mistake and then they can't figure out a way to score yeah. and they end up going out. It's going to be one of those. We'll have, we'll see, obviously see a couple of those, uh, those results happen to some teams. I, I'm just going to throw, throw my hat in the ring for, for Belgium. Um, and then I think France will, will do enough. Um, did I say France, Belgium. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you did. You did say France. So say France, Belgium. So I think we'll see Germany maybe have, you know, one of those other big clubs, big nations have, have those games, but I think France, I, I just love Angolo Conte a lot. I think it was when he, when he's in your team, you always have a chance and he could help protect that back four. And then Mbappe, he, he's only going to continue to get better and better and better. So Benzeman, I really like the balance with Benzema in there. So I think that'll, that'll be the final. Um, but that's, that's, I it could easily change. I, I, I think, can I change after the group stages? To of see course you can. Playing? Yeah, we can always start. This is just your gut but, instinct pick. But if, but if I do hit it, I'm going to reference this thing. I told you right from the beginning, France, Belgium. You know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why we do it. We do it as insurance as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's it. That's our Euro 2020 part two preview jimmy conrad in the how jimmy thank you so much man and jimmy jonathan johnson james bench will be part of the team for next week obviously from friday but really next week because we're not going to have any more sunday night weekend recaps everybody we we basically do a monday to friday so monday will give you a real loaded episode okay so stay tuned for that but jimmy conrad always a pleasure my friend Always a pleasure, LME. Everybody that doesn't know, it's LME's birthday coming up. So make sure you guys <laughs> drop them a happy birthday on social media. I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody listening. And I can't wait to get this tournament started. Thank you, brother. Love you, man. All right. Speak to you later, everybody. Hey, everybody. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Pod. We are also on Apple Podcasts. Please leave a five-star rating and review and a question or a comment. It really helps us to grow the show. We're also on Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, of course, if you are watching, and CBSSports.com and your CBS Sports app. Have a great, great rest of your week and enjoy Euro 2020. We have plenty more to come as well from Lasso. See you next time. <laughs>